trip to Quebec City over the university break week. Yes, it was a lovely, lovely trip. Taken by a lovely, lovely woman. Yeah, see there? Pretty good, eh? I did the, um, the quiz to find out which House of Cards character I was, mm. and I got Claire. Ah, very good. Yeah, I love those quizzes. They're pretty scary. accurate. They're pretty accurate too. Those are <laughs> built with a lot of those. A lot of. Oh, I know you don't like those. Where did that come from? You're kind of anti uh, Facebook um, stupidity. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, like things that people do. Yes. Uh, have you noticed that I don't ever share people's pictures that say "Hang in there, baby. Friday's coming" and things like that. You know, or or so-called memes. Um, but yeah, I did. I did it after you, you, you had that there. I clicked through and I, I got the uh, reporter guy whose name I forget. Jeff. Is that his name? I think. Here, let me look. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, so we both watched uh, separately. It turns out because Isabel was away in um, in Quebec, uh, Quebec City. Yeah. So I we watched the season two of House of Cards separately. There will be spoilers potentially. So if you haven't watched all House of Cards, skip this one. Or if you have, uh, you can also skip it. I don't care. (laughs) Just be sure to buy our uh, book. We we don't we don't have a book, but if we did, buy it. (laughs) Anyway, yes, Isabel. Sorry. Um, I had to install Wi-Fi, I mean wireless, huh. That's right. at my mom's place in order to watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was, it was great. It was, I started in the hotel and then as soon as I got to my mom's, I tried to... Lucas get, Goodwin, that's um, the reporter. Okay. I tried to get on, um, you know, whatever open Wi-Fi network I could find. <laughs> Everybody's and favorite there was ISP. Only one. Linksys. Yeah. There was only one, and I found it the moment I installed my wireless network. Yeah. But it never came back. Like I didn't see it anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, now your mom has that there. So yeah, no. if, if she gets a tablet or something, she doesn't have to go out and buy a whatever. Yeah. You know, like go and buy a Wi-Fi router and have her set it up. Because uh, I don't think she could set up a Wi-Fi router. No, she, she I'm just doesn't guessing. understand much. No. Was she worried when you were setting up the thing we, that you bought and no, I, I was walking you through it? She trusted me. Really? Very nice. Yeah. You just asked me a question when I was right in the middle of Typing with you. Yes. It's kind of annoying, like when you're typing. I needed my phone and my iPad yes. to type because uh, if if I'm using the iPhone and I'm typing with you, and then you're asking me do this on your iPad. Go check yes. something. That's right. I gotta leave. 
the screen where I'm talking with you and then go and check something else yes. and then keep going yes. like that, you know? That's probably why like, you why between... you wired it backwards at first. That's probably what happened. Yeah. You know, you get distracted. Well, you told bit. me port four and I did that. Maybe it was the opposite or maybe the the cable that I understood you told me to plug in port four. Yeah, I think so. Was the wrong cable. I, that must be what it is because I told I did tell you to put it in what's called the WAN port. Yeah, so and I I did. I, I'm pretty sure from, from the cable at, from the modem to the WAN had, and from the LAN to the computer. No, I know, but you told me the way you worded it. Right. Sure. Uh, which cable was it? Was it the the existing Videotron cable that you wanted me to plug in port four, or my cable, my Cat Five tape cable? So I wasn't sure from sure from what I understand. You said. I'm sure it's all my fault. That's I fine. Know it doesn't I matter. I plugged it in the right port, but the way you worded it wasn't clear which cable. Yeah, it's, it, I'm sure it's my fault. It doesn't so, matter. It but, doesn't matter. I'm sorry. No. Um, but the point is, the neat thing is, you set it up, and uh, you know that's the cool thing. And you got it set up, and you were able to have the Wi-Fi set up at your mom's place, which is awesome. Yeah, and you kept telling me that I had to go into my uh, wireless icon or my airport app. But I I did find from the um, from the settings from the. The yeah, yeah, you, you you can do it from there. It's a it's um. There might have been other. I found it like way way later, while looking for something else. I found it the app for that, yeah. the Airport Express app. Yeah, there might have been other things that I you had to fix. That's all. That's why I thought you should use that. Oh no! Once. Once I set it up, it was set up forever. It, it was so it was seamless. It was so easy, and I can remember when it wasn't easy at all to do that. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about it, how Me you too. set up everybody's network and in yes. Newfoundland. Just about so it seemed for a time, yeah. It was quite a, an ordeal. Oh, yeah. No, not now. It's it's really pretty simple. You know, um, you can walk people through it pretty easily. And in fact, if you have any, oh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're concerned at all, like, sorry, wrong way to put it. If, if, if you have any, if you've ever hooked up a printer, it's mm -hmm. a little tiny bit harder than that. Right? So no, I find printers harder. <laughs> that depends this on... This was so easy. You would have trouble... so great that you had like the skim schematics on hand right away yeah I just that was nice searched. Yeah. and uh, that you knew what I needed to get yeah so that was fantastic and then I got it and voila yeah no it all worked out it all worked out mm -hmm. but yes it allowed you to watch House of Cards so. yeah so, um, what, uh, what do you, see, I had to go, uh, watch the first season again. How much of the first season did you actually uh, watch again? After, 
after it was done, the second season. Oh, you went back. I went back because I wanted to find out where in the show would there be an indication that Frank would start being so violent, you know? First scene of episode one? Yeah. Yeah, when he kills. Do you remember that? When he kills the dog? Or yes, very you much so. Remembered it when I said it on no, no. Facebook. No, no, no. I remembered you it right knew, away. You knew right away. Oh, of course, I remembered that. Because you didn't mention it at all. Well, I'm not going to try to spoil it for you. Uh-uh. Opening scene. I I hate. We talked. We talked about goodbye, Zoe, and things like that, and you never said. Well, he killed the dog from the very first thing. That was the first scene. You never said that. Well, okay, fine. I'm I a liar. <laughs> yes, I did remember it. It's always struck me, that very opening scene of the series, because it shows how ruthless he is. Right? Because the dog's no longer useful. <laughs> he kills it. It's a, it's well... A, and it's suffering for no reason, right? When when we talked about it, I talked about the the pig, and you never mentioned the, the dog. Okay. Well, the pig. I had to go back to the beginning in order to understand how did he become so. How, how did it become in my mind that he? Uh, when when did it start? I mean, he was sleazy at the beginning. And he was kind of slimy. Well, he got. He managed to get. Pe- he was like he, he scheming, got pe- but smart. Pe- you know? He got. He got Russo. To, he got. He killed Russo. Yeah. When 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 he killed Russo, like you start thinking, oh my god, there there he there he goes. But then you thought, okay, that must have been the one time, you know. There's not going to be a second time. As soon as Zoe walked into the train station, I thought he was going to kill her. But I don't see him as a killer. That's the thing. Well, he didn't. First of all, he'd done it already with Pete, right? And secondly, um, I just had this feeling. I thought he's going to push her in front of a subway. I really, honestly, did. That's I, weird. I, I know I, that maybe people say they didn't see it coming. I didn't know it was going to happen, but I had a feeling it was going to happen. With Pete, you thought, okay, with with the dog, you thought, well, he's putting it out of his mis- misery. He's a strong man. Okay, it's kind of a gross way in, mm-hmm. for him to do that. Mm-hmm. But you think, well, you know, maybe he grew up on a farm, and that's what you do when an animal is suffering, you know. And with Pete... He was a wreck. He was going to kill himself. <laughs> yes. Anyway. But he put... And, I mean, that was slimy and gross. But with Zoe, that was... That was it. You know? Like, he'd done it... He'd done it twice. Yes. Maybe more that we don't even know. But he, I mean... He wasn't putting... I never, I never took it with the dog that he was putting it out of its misery. He was putting it out of his misery, if you understand what I mean. He said there are two kinds of pain. Yeah. Uh, and I can't remember exactly because everything he said is so smart. The pain that drags on forever. 
and I'm googling it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are two kinds of paint. Here we go. Uh, Francis Redman said. There are two kinds of pain, the sort of pain that makes you strong or useless pain, the sort of pain that's only suffering. I have no patience for useless things. Kills the dog. Yeah. So this is, this is it. It's, like I said, this he's putting it out of from... his misery. It doesn't accomplish anything for the thing to be hurt, so he kills it. He's a ruthless, ruthless man. Sure. Sure. And when, when the guy from the, the, the rib place told him they killed the pigs... <laughs> when he when I heard that I thought oh god he's gonna kill somebody soon. Though I don't think that's what made me think he was gonna kill Zoe. It was just the fact that when he was in the um, what's his name like there he's sitting in the thing in the in the, in the um, subway station. I thought my thought to myself he's gonna kill her. He's gonna kill her. You know. No, no, he was ready to... He was offering her... Was he or was he not? He was or, saying... Was he? He was saying, let's, let's wipe the, the, the slate clean. But was he and, really... But she, she just kept pushing. She just kept... She couldn't... She couldn't let it go. Like, she was... She was just pushing and pushing and pushing. And she said... She, she erased all her messages. She was ready... But she wanted him to answer one last thing, and she she didn't let let it go. So he was prepared to to continue with her. See, I don't know if he was or not. Whoops! I don't know if he was or not. That's the thing. Yes. I think he might not have been. I think he might might have just thought. Like, I don't know. She went around. She didn't. He, he didn't. He didn't get out of his comfort zone in order to push her. She she started going through the back. Uh, maybe it's hard to say. That's the thing. You can. There's two ways you can take it. You can think he's planned this whole thing. And Frank is not a guy that does that stuff without a plan. So there was. Uh, Russians don't take a dump, son, without a plan. There was always a chance. I, I oh, think he, he got knew. Surprised no, I don't think so. Because he would not kill her in a place where he could get caught. He was where the security cameras couldn't see him. No, I think he had. He's going to kill her all along. I really do. I really, really do. I was blown away when it happened. Security cams could tell it was him even with his glasses. But, like No, but he was behind... He, but he walked out. I mean, he if, was behind if somebody the thing, was looking at security cameras, they could have placed him in that, no, they couldn't. In that subway no. station. Yeah, because there are many other security... No, but he had, he had a disguise on. Oh, he had glasses. And not, a hoodie? Not, no, no, he had or a hat. A hat, I'm sorry. That's he right. had a hat and he had glasses. That's he did, it. He did not it wasn't show sunglasses. He did not show his face to the camera. No, no, no. This is Frank Underwood here we're talking about. It was pretty amazing. And think about this. It came out um, last Friday... And uh, we're both finished it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a week later. We're both finished watching the whole thing. 
What do you think of them doing the show like that? Releasing all the episodes at once. Well, we've talked about this. Yeah. That's, that's well, old. Okay, sorry. We've talked about that a, sorry about that. a thousand times. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I thought it was amazing, though, the whole thing. It was great. Uh, I didn't think the second season was going to end the way it did. I, I didn't think it would... Because like, I, I don't know what... They've already signed on for a third season, so I don't know what's going to happen next. Is it, is it a, a presidential election next? Right? So, uh, I'm pretty excited about what will happen next. I, I have no idea. I have no idea what will happen next. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it might be a presidential election. Yeah. Because, of course, they're a couple years in. It'll be maybe a year later and he's starting to run for president. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, so that's pretty cool. It was good. Anyway, um... What else did you do while, uh... I was gone? Uh, boring work stuff that you wouldn't find that interesting. Um... Changing stuff on... In the psychology program. Course changes. Things like that. <laughs> um... I took John to school. I brought him home. Got a haircut. Uh, I shoveled snow. Uh, what else did I do? That's about it. What fun <laughs> things did you do? I just listed them. What other fun things? I played some did video. Did you podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah, we did uh, an episode of. Uh, did we do a best episode? Yeah, we did a best episode ever and a Marshall McLuhan Friday Hour. We did the best episode ever on. Uh, the Sunday and then Marshall McLuhan on the Monday I think or it might have been the other way around so we what did those two what fun um, thing did, did you watch I've watched House of Cards <laughs> besides that um I was I was watching Parks and Recreation been watching a little bit of that again um I watched a couple of the uh Episodes of DS9 that had Vic Fontaine in them because I just mm-hmm. like those, so I went back and just watched a couple of those. Um, but I mostly watched the Olympics during the yes, day. So I was watching the hockey and, and, the, and the curling and stuff like that. What's uh, interesting about that? Well, I was cheering for Canada. That's what's interesting. Um, you know, so standard thing. Uh, I was uh, hoping that. I was, the women were amazing to watch the women curling. Um, mm-hmm. The woman who's the skip was like the captain of the Canadian women's curling team. Uh, she had had nerds, nerd, nerd knee surgery about, I think it's 10 months ago. Oh, yeah. And gave birth to a baby seven months ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was neat watching her make the final shot because like, she knew she was going to win. I Literally, you or I could have made the final shot. And I'm not making that up. It was just like throwing the thing straight yeah. to hit another stone. Like, anybody could make the shot. Okay? Um, so she knew that she was going to win. And uh, the look on her face, about four or five times as she kept cleaning the, the rock off, it kept cleaning up the area where she was going to shoot uh, from, the, what they call that, the hack. Uh, and uh, these little smirks had come across her face, and she was trying to compose herself because she knew she was about to win a gold medal. Uh, it was really neat, and as soon as she took the shot, um, it was really kind of emotional, you know, because um, it was just neat watching somebody who 
And they didn't lose a single game. No one's ever done that in the women's curling in the Olympics. So it was pretty cool. Um, so watch that. Watch the then yesterday there was the women's hockey against the states, the gold medal game, which was pretty amazing because we were down two nothing. Americans have they've won one gold medal in women's hockey. We've won the rest of them. Canada hasn't lost a gold a, a game in, in women's hockey since 1998 mm. at the Olympics. I'm not watching the Olympics because um, of uh, Russia's uh, take on uh, gay and lesbians. Mm-hmm. So I'm boycotting. I did watch today because it was Team Jacobs. And it was mostly for Sue's sons that I watched it. Yeah, person that we work with at the university. Uh, her two kids. We're on the, on the Canadian uh, men's curling team that won a gold medal this morning. Yep. So I watched that this morning as well. Mm. But anyway, um, so uh, that was good too, the women's women's hockey. They uh, they won. It was actually, uh, they were losing 2 nothing with three minutes left and came back and won the game So in overtime. So it was really quite an impressive feat. Uh, with yeah, I was in the airport and I heard a big cheer. <laughs> yeah, people were watching it, right? I guess. Mm-hmm. It must have been watching it on... Well, there's TVs, of course, in airports, right? So. Yeah. And on mobile devices and stuff like that. Because there must be free Wi-Fi in the Quebec City Airport. Or were you in the Toronto one? Uh, Porter. Yeah, Porter in Toronto, Porter. yeah. Yeah, so there's free Wi-Fi there. So people would have been watching on their mobile devices and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll say that the big thing that's happened is that the way that Russia is has been exposed to the world. So, if there's any good that comes of having the games in Russia, it's the the that Russia has been exposed for what it is to the world. I also I don't think it's about the people there. It's a stupid government. I mean. I've seen little features about people, and I imagine the people are just fine. Most of them are just people, right? People are the people are the ones that are beating beating them up, and there's 190 million people in Russia. I don't think they're all people that beat gay people no. or whatever the population of Russia is. I think it's something it's like that. It's always the uh, excuse, but okay, um, all Russians are homophobic. Thousand people in Saint Marie, and our mayor won't raise the uh, LGBT. BT, uh, the rainbow flag. Yeah. Flag. 143 and a half million. Um, yeah, I know. And it, it's funny. Towns and cities are all over the world are, are doing this during the Olympics to sort of, so, to sort of show solidarity with the gay community um, on, uh, during this time, right? And I'll tell you something. For the most part, the gay community have not said they supported the boycott. For the most part, they've supported... Let's go there and people win medals and show that it doesn't matter if you're gay or not. Right? I'll say something. In hockey, for example, the Russians didn't win a goddamn medal, did they? No. They got beaten out. And it was great watching Putin sit there and he was, he was like he was personally defeated when his hockey team got beaten. <laughs> um, no, he was there. It, it, it's so weird. It's so like the old Soviet Union, eh? Now, 
All these guys are sitting around Putin. They'd shake his hand. After, like, well, I guess a wee high five. They would shake hands with him every time the Russians would score a goal. And they're all wearing their rows of medals. It was just like the old Soviet Union. Um, except now they got religion instead of communism. But it's not... <laughs> um, but yeah, it turns out that... Uh, uh, you know, they lost. And I think that's the important thing. I think it shows, you know, that, you know, who's in the gold medal game in, in, in hockey? Sweden and Canada. Oh, two places where gay people can get married. Seems to have been okay for, you know, it doesn't apparently affect the masculinity of the countries or, or the virility of the men or any other bullshit. Right? So... There's that, but I think I think it's partially also showed that it showed people. And there was a Canadian snowboarder who asked questions about that at a, at a news conference. He said, "You know, nobody's asking questions like this," and he brought it right back. You know, this thing cost fifty billion dollars. Where'd all the money come from? Where's it all going? So those kind of things, and people are saying those things, and I think that's important. You know, this isn't. Um, yeah, it's it's been. I think. Uh, These have not been the Vancouver Olympics or the, you know, Torino or Salt Lake City, even, which was corrupt, <laughs> um, or Lillehammer or things like that. These, these have been rocky. And the world has laughed at Vladimir Putin. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I really do. I think, he's, I think it's backfired on them. I think people will look oh, back on this. It's only two weeks. Well, yeah, that's right. Whatever it is, two weeks, two and a half weeks, yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's been, I mean, you know. My personal belief is that I'm boycotting them, so. Well, that'll teach him. I'm sure he's sitting there worrying about, well, well Isabel <laughs> doesn't cares? like it. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Let's, have, <laughs> let's all become gay now. If Isabel doesn't <laughs> like it. Um, see, the thing is, though, I mean, you see people, I honestly... Part of it is that Eastern Europe is, see, they never had the sort of, it's funny, being the sort of, quote, socialist and communist and all this stuff, you would think they, you, if you were naive, you would think they would almost be more progressive about issues like this, mm-hmm. but they aren't. They were conservative as hell, those societies. Really super conservative, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they also never socially moved for 70 fucking years. Russia didn't change. Yeah. No, it changed. It went from an agrarian society That's to a. True. It went Maybe, from. A, yeah. it, it, so they're they're forty years but behind the us ma- already. Mail order brides. That's. that's oh yeah, there's fine. A, I didn't say it was fine. There's a lot of shitty things in Russia. Everybody's that, got a dash cam. That's. I mean, <laughs> internet buying a woman. That's. That's like super futuristic, but that's fine. You know. I don't know if it's futuristic. Building, um, the Soyuz and... Yeah, they've done that stuff. The International Space Station. That's fine. Sure. So I don't buy this, uh, that they're backwards or whatever. They can make those changes. That's easy. Yeah. I find that it's easy, personally, to make these changes. When I was 18, 19, I was a little bit grossed out by... Gay people, I must admit. Oh, you know, I was living in a house where there were two lesbians, and they would always be talking about sex and 
stuff like that, and they were just kind of on purpose, and it was totally grossing me out, you know. But I got pretty quickly used to gay people being around us, and you know, now, like I should also say that the, no the women, the women you were living with when you were twenty years old there, yeah, uh, they also they weren't just gay, they were also sort of radical feminists. I remember they yeah, came they in were... that time with a speculum they got. They were all excited they could oh. give each other va- vaginal exams. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because they wouldn't let some man do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I looked over I said, yeah, how about those Dodgers? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I felt a little uncomfortable. I know. Um, which they, I'm, I'm sure they were doing that on purpose. Yeah. They also, you know. So what the you, shock value. Yeah. What do you, mm-hmm. So what are you studying, Dave? Animal cognition. Where's your lab? Oh, I'm not telling you that. <laughs> I'm not telling you that because they were also animal rights fuckheads, right? Oh, right. So, right. oh yeah, mm-hmm. members of lesbians for the ethical treatment of other lesbians and animals. I believe was the group they were part or part of. Um, no, but what I was trying to say was that yeah. I changed. Well, it's not. It I don't want to see anybody's sexuality on display. It was one or two years that it took for me. Uh-huh. I mean, my my mother's best friend was a gay man. It never bothered me. Sure, sure. I, I got when, you. When you're being like all in my face, that bothers. That bothered me back then. Today, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, just kind of I don't want to see anybody's sexuality all in my face. I don't want to see people making out in front of me. I don't care if they're heterosexual or homosexual. No, I know. I just don't want to. I think it's a little inappropriate to do that out well, in public. I think a kiss now and then, or a, a glare, a nice, uh, you know, looking at each other's eyes, and that's all nice, but when you see people groping each other with their tongues down their throats, oh, no. no, I don't want to no. see that. No. Holding hands, that's fine. Well, I mean, it doesn't bother me, but it's like, can you just go... It's a know, private maybe, thing maybe one do does. Because I keep thinking, you know, like, it's like, I don't like people texting at the table either. You know? Yes. If you're going to be with with us, be with us. Yes. That's all it is. All I'm saying, it's a private thing. It's like, I don't think people should walk down the street and then poop while they're walking down the street. I think pooping is perfectly natural, <laughs> normal, and fine. I'm glad people poop, because if you know, you get sick. But you don't just go, well, I'm just taking my pants and take a shit right here, because it's a private thing one does. Right? Now... Would I rather poop or make out with somebody? Probably make out with you know, but it's, 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 you know you gotta poop sometimes. Be able to do it. You don't do it in public. <laughs> Is that something you do in public? <laughs> There's certain like, things that are private like events. In Morocco, I saw it. Yeah, two see, or three times. That's wrong. But they've got it wrong women, over there. And women, with that was the strange just taking thing. a shit, just just lifting their skirts up and peeing. But with their hijabs on. Okay, but they're peeing. They're not uh, pooping, right? Like, I watched this woman. <laughs> she, she, just, she was just walking. Yeah. Uh, coming back from the sook. She yeah. needed to pee. She just lifted her skirt up. Yeah. And I saw her butt. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what? As long as you don't see the top of her head. <laughs> yes! That's what's so strange. But, but the crack of her ass and piss coming out of between <laughs> your legs, that's just fine. <laughs> Not the top of her head. No ankles. <laughs> Ridiculous bullshit. Well, there's just there's things that are private. That's all. Now, it's funny. One could then make the argument. Is breastfeeding private? I don't think so, because that's a necessity of life. The kids got to eat. I think being discreet is sensible. 
I think that's up there with people that go, well, I'm just going to walk around Walmart, take my shirt off, and put like, latch my kid to my tits. That's just a little bit weird. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just oh, a little odd. That doesn't bother me. It's odd. Breastfeeding is fine. No, I just said that. It's fine. Kids got to eat. You know? But, um, but again, do we latch a kid to my tit? That's what she said? That's what I said, yes. <laughs> I was, you know, going for a little effect there. Like teat. No, no, no. You meant tit. Well, that's the expression. But, I mean, again, I think that that's okay. Because, you know, I think the kid's got to eat. But you don't just poop out in Walmart walking down the street, just like you don't make out in Walmart. That's sort of what I'm saying, right? So, I mean, that's the difference. Uh, but besides, besides all that, I don't care. I don't care that people are gay. I just don't fucking care. If they, as long as people know... Now, again, this just goes the same way. People should know that I'm married and therefore should not come on to me. That would be the women and the men. Now, I don't have that Wait, problem because I'm not that attractive. People, people don't come on to people anymore. Really? They don't come I on don't to them. I don't know these things. I'm not all worldly like you. So, what do you mean they don't come on to people? I understand. Well, maybe, what do they do? Maybe you, because Ow. you have all these students around you all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. They I, think I, it's funny, you know. No, like I said, it doesn't. I don't even know when it happens. Apparently, first of all, I don't think. We're going to pinch. We're going to pinch Broadbeck's butt. Who does that? You don't remember? Pinch? Pinches? What are you yeah, doing? Like yeah, yeah, you got groped. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that was remember that, that crazy girl. That, well, I don't think she even went to the university. No, no, no. Halloween. Really? Halloween. You got groped. I did? Your butt. Yeah. Really? Yes. I don't remember that. I was sitting next to you and you said, oh my God, somebody just groped my butt. I don't remember that. I think you're making that up. I don't remember. I was a nurse. The nurse. Yes. I was sitting at the bar, and you you went like this. Oh. Now, now that that suddenly seems familiar. You have the great greatest memory, and now you're you're uh, questioning mine. No, I'm not questioning it. Like I would have invented that. I don't know. But anyway, like I said, I don't care. I think people. I just don't care that people are gay. I just don't care. You know? It's like when someone says that person's gay, I say, really, do they like pork chops too? Because it doesn't affect me. <laughs> I just don't care. I, I think that it's harder to be gay. There's no argument there. It's got to be much more difficult. You know? Because uh, not everybody accepts that. But it's amazing how much society's changed in the last even five years, don't you think? Yeah. Like, people are just... Are more coming to the idea of, well, let's just put all past worrying about shit like that. I mean, I remember when a friend of, of, of ours told us... This is before I knew That he was gay. Well, pretty much knew. But he told us, and it was like, okay. But then, he wanted to go to this gay bar. I didn't want to go. I don't want to be surrounded by gay guys going dancing. <laughs> I don't, but I also... Because that would make me uncomfortable. And I said, I'm not going there. It's a gay bar. So like, well, I told you I'm gay. I said, that doesn't mean I want to go to a bar with you that's where it's full of gay guys. 
But then another time he said, I said, what did you do this weekend? And he said, uh, I was playing baseball with some friends. I said, you're playing baseball? He didn't call me? He said, it's a bunch of gay guys who get together and play baseball. I said, I don't care. Do they? Do gay guys use bats and balls and gloves differently? I like, just like playing baseball. You know, and he was all amazed at that. He said, you play baseball with gay men? I said, it's just, it's just playing baseball. I don't care if they're gay. You know, but I wouldn't want to go to a place that would... No, what just happened? Yeah, the connect, you keep moving with your arms. It did connect. something. It's, it's loading some app on the Kinect, on the, on the Xbox, I don't know. Some gay app. It's loading a gay Kinect baseball app. No, it's loading again. Here, I'll just turn it off. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I was in Quebec City, mm-hmm. I bought some um, wool. I bought... Um, it totally changed the subject. To... Um, what'd you call those Ball, balls of wood I don't know I guess balls yeah two, two balls of wool and uh you must have a name a blue a blue kind of shiny one mm-hmm. and a grey one they're both very shiny yeah it's uh it's Let's see it's that, a yeah. strange polyester mesh wool mm-hmm. with inside there's a little bit of a, a black yarn inside so it's it's sort of it's a fun fun texture to work with right and um, I made Rianne um, a toque nice um, in about Three hours. Right. I made her one, and I crocheted a flower. And when I went to see her at the museum, I gave it to her, and mm-hmm. she liked it. And then, um, just before leaving on Thursday, mm-hmm. I made my mom um, a gray, a silver gray uh, toque. Neat. And I said. I thought I wasn't going to see her. She went, she left early to go to this meeting. Uh, and I right. said, I left it to you. She, she, she came, I, I came out to go into the cab and she she just walked in to see me off. Oh, nice. Good. And she said she likes it. But what's interesting about um, this meeting that she went to is um, that uh, when I was young, my mother was a social activist for women mm-hmm. and uh, single single mothers and um, she uh, she organized this co-op housing with another woman mm-hmm. who was also a single mom and um, they started this big project in old houses and those old buildings used to belong to um, Le Bon Pasteur the, the nuns, nuns yeah. the nuns of the Bon Pasteur the Good Shepherd mm-hmm. and uh, that that place used to be for mothers who were pregnant but not married and they had to go in these kind of convents to have their babies and then they took the babies from them yep. and um, and uh, these women were 
on a penance and they had to do whatever to, in order to uh, absolve their sin and uh, yeah. they were called les femmes de mauvaise vie yeah. of bad life the fallen women but in, in French we say les femmes de mauvaise vie mm -hmm. women of, of a bad life right. and uh She told me, my mother told me that I had actually two aunts that went through that hmm. complex and had babies. Huh. Yeah. Jeez. Rajan had a boyfriend and hmm. he he left her as soon as she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and she had a girl. Yeah. And they, they gave, gave her up for adoption. And my aunt Gabrielle as well had a, a girl mm -hmm. there. So my, I have yeah. two cousins that I don't know. Huh. My my mom told me that she knew her and dad knew. Of course, they grew up in Montreal, so in Quebec. Um, <clears throat> and and they knew a, a couple like about the same age as them, you know, like teenagers. And that girl had like three back back alley abortions. Mm -hmm. You know, because of course you couldn't. First of all, abortion was illegal, but secondly, in most of Canada, and especially Quebec, which was repressive as hell, birth control was illegal. You couldn't find condoms. No. You couldn't find anything. It was illegal in the rest of the country, but you could get it, if you know what I mean. Like, you could just, there was, was a way. No, there was no um, talk drive, about... You know, uh, no sex education. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not even remotely. Conception, so... No. You couldn't... You can figure it out. No, and, and, and you know the data show over and over again. The more informed people are, <clears throat> excuse me, the less likely there are. Like when when sex education goes up, teen pregnancy goes down. Mm. Unwanted kids go down because people mm. now it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, and the, the, that phenomenon you're talking about of sort of taking single women that are going to have a baby and put them in a home and then take the kids and just adopt them away that wasn't you know uh, only in Quebec it was all over the place yeah um, Tom told me about the Magdalene yeah. uh, laundry yeah I read about it uh, where uh, women Ireland. were almost they were taken into slavery yep in fact mm -hmm. to clean cook and do laundry and um, embroidery and sewing yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that I mean, and, and that stopped in the nineties. Oh, the last no. one, the last one was closed in nineteen ninety six. That's crazy. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were institutions for housing fallen women. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, it's something that it was all. I mean. It was, the world was different. I mean, think of that. We were just talking before about how, like, society is more and more towards the idea of, oh, somebody's gay, yeah, whatever. Like, and it's really to the point now. Now, it would have been ten years ago if somebody told me they were gay and I, what, they didn't, weren't stereotypically gay. I would have went, oh, that's a surprise. People have told me since, in the last five years, you know, students have told me. And I went, yeah, okay. 
or if they've told me, I've said, and they told me they came out to their parents, I've said, oh, that must have taken some courage. Way to go. But it's never like, I never, it's not that I'm surprised or not. It's just that I just don't care. <laughs> you know, the world has changed so much in its view of these things. And that's a really, really, really good thing. You know, uh, that's an important issue. It is. They should be allowed to be who they are. And there uh, shouldn't be any uh, stigma attached to that. Well, no, of course. It's just who we are. You know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, the whole thing to me, I mean, it's amazing how much society's changed in such a short period of time on that issue alone, on rights for gay people. Right? Oh, which brings me to back to... Um, to Vladimir Putin. To um, House of Cards, the, oh, yeah. the threesome. Did you see that coming? I didn't no. see that coming. I thought Frank might have been gay. I thought I the whole thing with him and Claire might have been completely for convenience. I didn't. And that he might be gay. Because you remember when he was with his old university buddies? Yeah. And he said that he really cared for the guy. Oh. I thought maybe that that's the only person he ever loved. Oh. Um, so I thought maybe true. he was gay. Okay. I forgot about that. I thought maybe he was gay, but he was with Claire because it's convenient. But I think he actually does love her, his wife. Mm -hmm. But I think he's bisexual is all. Oh. Um, which, yeah, that's that was surprising. I was going, no, no, there's going to be a threesome. No way. You know, I was quite surprised at that. Um, I was surprised at that. I was glad, frankly, that they didn't show any of the threesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't have to. They certainly implied it well enough. Yeah. But it surprised me. That was... Um have you been reading about who wrote this show and stuff like that? I know some stuff, yeah. That Bo... Bo... Guy? Bo, Bo, Bo... Willow be Bo... Bo? Well, let's see who you mean. Moro Bo... Moro Bo Jensen? <laughs> um, let's see... Bo Wilmanen? Wilman? Bo Williman. Williman. Next stop, Williman. He's super young. American playwright and screenwriter. Uh, let's see. He graduated in 96. So he's got to be young. He's got his... To Columbia. And got his B.A. in 99, which means he's 22 in 99. Mm -hmm. So he's 32 in 09. So he's in his early 30s. Mid thirties, so yeah, he's young he's enough. Super young. Yeah, yeah. And he he worked on um, some campaigns for some yeah. senators. Oh, did he? That's where he gets his. Uh, oh, he worked. It says here. Um, he worked on Howard Dean's two thousand and four campaign for president. Uh, interesting. Um, and he developed that House of Cards. Me. All that um, oh, talk. Right. All the stuff about how the American oh, government works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about that last night. Yeah, Jargon. Yeah. I didn't know what a whip was. Yeah, I mean, I, I follow American politics pretty closely, so, you no, know. I know. You know all this stuff. Is Frankly, I follow thinking? I follow Austrian okay. politics pretty closely. So Dave is understanding all this <laughs> I was actually I was actually thinking the same thing. I thought to myself, oh... 
And please don't take this the wrong way, because I know you don't follow this I stuff the way I do. I was, I was sitting there thinking, oh, poor Isabel, she's sitting there, and she can't look at her mom and say, do you know what a majority whip is in the U.S. Senate? Or the U.S. House of Representatives? Because <laughs> your mom wouldn't know either, right? She doesn't, I don't think, follow American politics at that level. And I, I didn't understand the word funneling, because it was pretty clear that Tusk was contributing money, because... I went back to the beginning, yeah. and Frank talks about... Tusk can contribute all the money he wants. Tusk gives money. He can do that all he wants. But what's the... Oh, yeah, you told me... You can't Fun bring can't. In, foreign money can't. can't. That's why foreign money. I have two Barack Obama t-shirts. That, remember I tried to buy an Obama-Biden t-shirt in 2008? Yeah. And I and went online, and I couldn't because it would be a foreign campaign contribution, uh, and I had to find someone on Twitter who would buy one for Obama me. Kept sending me emails. Oh, that's asking fine. Me for money. Of course, because they had you on a mailing list. So I could have given. No, they wouldn't have taken it. They, they wouldn't have taken it from a Canadian credit card. If you had an American credit card, they'd probably take it. Oh. And an American billing address. That would be the important thing. Because oh. then there would be no way for them to know you were a foreigner. Okay. But they can't take foreign. Just like our campaigns can't take foreign money. It's a pretty common rule most places because you don't want foreign governments. Interfering in the electoral process of another country, right? Because oh. think about this. Okay, do we want Putin to win the next election? Ru- Russia has, the, the, they're at the freest of elections, but they're free ish. They don't have rule of law, but they got free ish elections. Well, what, what about all the Western countries with all our wealth got together and put, put a guy up and said, and just, you know, gave him $30 billion? He'd win the election. You give that much money, you could hire the right people. Blah blah blah. You have to do it quietly. So you just don't want foreign governments interfering in. A, in that's why you will never hear also a foreign power talk about comment on an election. It's it's it's, it's exceedingly rare. Like you would never hear. I will guarantee you, the Obama administration would rather deal with Justin Trudeau than Stephen Harper. Mm-hmm. They don't like Stephen Harper. He's a, basically a Republican. But they're not going to come out during the 2015 election and say, well, we're sort of hoping that Trudeau wins. The only time you see that is things like Quebec referendums both times. American president came out and said, Canada, Canada United is, a, is, is, a, is, a, is better than one that isn't united. I remember Bill Clinton saying something to that effect. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say, so I think then the people should vote, uh, should vote no in the referendum. Um, but he basically said that. That's a bit different. But that's the only kind of thing they ever comment on, on mm-hmm. a side. Like, even... And, you know, whoever wins gets a phone call the next day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, so, yeah, the guy was named Fung? Right? On the lobbying... Uh, I don't really... What do you mean? There's only one lob- lobbyist, Raimi... Remy's a lobbyist, basically, yeah. There weren't any others. Eh, well, I mean, you could make the point that Fung kind of was, but not directly. Um, but yeah, Remy's a lobbyist, too. Well, Claire's co- uh, thing she worked for, the Clean Water Initiative in the first season, mm-hmm. that's a lo- That's a giant lobby. Mm. All that thing is. I'm not really understanding this part either, so... What, what a lobbyist does? Or? watching and learning, I guess. 
Well, they're called lobbyists because people used to meet in the foyer of the or the lobby of Parliament in the UK and try to exchange money or goods for votes in the lobby. So they were called lobbyists. Well, right. Um, so basically, what they do now is they they they, peddle, they, they sell influence. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to sell influence, but they they um, they try to convince a person to vote a certain way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say they want to do a new cell phone deal, mm-hmm. like have a. The, 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 let's say Google wants to start a cell phone company. Mm-hmm. Now that would have to get approved by the government, right? Yeah. Well, Google hires a company that goes in and talks to all these U.S. congressmen or Canadian MPs or whatever. It says, you know, we really think you should do this, and uh, you know. We have a fund that's willing to contribute to your campaign in the future. They can't directly tie it to that. That's against the law. Mm-hmm. But it's usually implied. Mm. Right? The other thing I didn't understand was why were people handcuffed and brought in? What part was that? Oh! Under... Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was great. Such and such under duress under, or something. That's right. When they were voting in the in the Senate. Um, Why? So Frank's the vice that? president of the United States. Therefore, he is also the president of the U.S. Senate. In other words, the speaker of the Senate. Okay? Yeah. They're calling the roll. They're doing what's called a quorum call. Yeah. You're tra- tricking to see if there's quorum. Mm-hmm. If there's not quorum, you can't have a vote. Mm-hmm. Now... So people would just come and go. And if the quorum call keeps going, it just makes everything go out forever. You never get a vote. Mm-hmm. That's what they're trying to do. <clears throat> At some point, though, um, the speaker, what happened was there were not enough Republicans left in the Senate because they had all left. Okay? So there was no quorum anymore. Quorum's probably... Depends. It's 50% plus one. I know what it is for Robert's Rules of Order. It's 50% plus one. Okay? Mm-hmm. Typically. So it's probably less than that. But the but there was enough. <clears throat> At one point, they had enough to have a quorum because a lot of Democrats had made it in, but a lot of the Republicans had left. Now, the thing is, if people start leaving again, then you lose quorum. Mm-hmm. Then they won't vote. Then they can't have a vote on the bill he wanted to pass. Mm-hmm. So he then directed the sergeant at arms, which is basically the um, head cop for the uh, for the, the Senate, House. for the Senate, it's the Senate in that case, to bring people to arrest people if necessary and bring them in to to sit in the Senate, and they were brought in bodily in handcuffs. When I was Speaker of the Algoma University Senate, I always said to Ken Herndon that I uh, wished that he could just be my Sergeant-at-Arms and I could just say, Sergeant-at-Arms, remove this man. Because <laughs> he would have done it. Um, yeah, that was kind of neat. And that's the sort of parliamentary machinations. And again, I know a lot of that stuff works because I, because I know the rules of procedures for legislatures, partially because I'm interested, partially because I was Speaker of the University Senate and I had to know all those fucking rules. Those are things that actually we... I remember once um, in the Canadian Senate, 
our rules, we don't use Robert's rules. We use a different set of rules in, in the Westminster system. It doesn't matter. They're similar rules. Um, in the Canadian Senate once, Alan McKechn, who was a liberal senator, to stop the Senate from voting on the GST, to stop the GST from passing, to, to delay it as much as possible, um, he stood up and said, Mr. Speaker, I spy strangers in this place. Which is something that goes back to like the Middle Ages. <laughs> and when you say I spy strangers, they have to count that are there any visitors or not. And the, he was pointing to the press. <laughs> and then they had to expel everybody. <laughs> and it's one of those things. I think it's called I spy strangers. I'll look that up. Um, <laughs> I spy strangers in this place. I spy strangers parliament. There we go. Um, it's, it's a thing that you can use. Strangers of Par- yeah, there you go. Strangers, Parliament of the United Kingdom. I spy strangers. This is great. Anyone who is an MP or parliamentary official is known as a stranger. Nowadays, strangers can watch debates and can sit in the strangers' gallery. <laughs> strangers. <clears throat> but yeah, if if you've got, that's right. Uh, usually employed as a device to disrupt or delay this House pr- proceedings, an MP or a senator. Um, wishing to interrupt a debate, shouts, I spy strangers. The speaker must then immediately put the motion that strangers do now withdraw. Um, No, there are machinations like that. You don't see a lot of them at the university senate, for example, but there are times when people don't understand procedure and you have to explain it to them over and over and over. And that's eventually why I ended up quitting that day was because no one was listening to me and I was told something was childish and I said, and that's when I stood up and threw the gavel and said, find yourself another fucking speaker. Um, I'm amazed that speakers in, in uh, parliaments can deal at all with the way people, the MPs and whatever behave. Because yeah, I, I tell you, if it was me, I'd say, well, shut up. You have to shut up. He's speaking, you shut up. Now, she's talking now. You have to shut up or get the fuck out, you know? Um, it's, it's, an ama- it's a strange thing. So there's all these little machinations, these rules, and they go back. They're ancient, a lot of them. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that episode of The West Wing. Do you remember the episode of The West Wing where they're all hiding? Well, I've, I learned about filibusters. Sure. That's fun. Yeah, it's interesting that people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that... Yeah, there's something we don't see at the University Senate. It's not very, very often that we would never see a filibuster. <laughs> well, I'm getting tired, so... <laughs> You're getting tired? Yeah. Okay, well, we should... Good night. Okay, well, let's pack this one in. Uh, I thank people for listening. Uh, sorry for any spoilers, but we did alert you at the beginning and in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You can follow Isabella at www.pwah.com. And me at D Broadbeck and everyone who is at PodCamp Toronto right now at the Imperial Pub. Um, have fun, jerks. <laughs> See you next time. Oops, just go now, are you?